Chuck about it, yes, you. Jonathan James Ramtran reporting live for duty on this November 13th in the year of our Lord 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. Uh, oh, shh, I'm hunting rabbits. <clears throat> nope, I'm not hunting rabbits, but uh. I would never hunt a rabbit either. You gotta be what imagine what an asshole you'd have to be to hunt a rabbit. Just leave the little fucking thing alone. You know, like rabbits, they're cute, but they're not as cute as like Well, they're on the spectrum of cute for sure. I mean it's kinda like autism. You're on the spectrum, but it's not really that big a deal. So, same thing with a rabbit. Like they're on the spectrum of cute, but yeah, they're not that cute. But still, would you hunt a rabbit, really? Like, what kind of fucking sadist would, you know, you're gonna shoot a rabbit in the head? For what? For the little rabbit's foot? That's supposed to bring you luck? No. It's not gonna be lucky having a fucking rabbit carcass in your pocket, rabbit rabbit hoof, or rabbit claw, or whatever, in, in your pocket. That's not gonna bring you luck. It's just fucking morose. Morbid. Anyway, um... If you're new to Jonathan Ramshan, the podcast, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Uh, tell jokes and this, that, and the other. I'm an actor, you know. Well, I think I am. Uh, what else? I'm an alcoholic. And big news. Big news. As of today, I am two years and two days sober. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, I'm sober. Uh, I'd like to thank God. God, thank you so much for um, overseeing this journey of mine into sobriety. Very thankful to be here as a sober man, back at life, back with inspiration and enthusiasm. I belong to a society, a society of sober alcoholics. Some would deem this society as the most significant successful uh, social movement of the 20th and 21st century is a wildly life-saving, life-changing social society. And um, it ain't no secret. Um, It's something that you hear about in, uh, you know, the newspaper. You can hear about it in a movie, media, stuff like that. But as traditions say in my uh, society that I belong to, I'm not supposed to mention it because um, that way the the organization, the group, the society, they remain uh, sovereign. They're not attached to any one person and their X, Y, and Z problems. They're just, you know, a society that, that exists completely separate from any other faction in society. 
and uh, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I'm tired right now, and uh, that's the gift of sobriety too. Sometimes, like uh, you know, life is just as boring as that, but it's also a blessing because it's like that's my biggest problem these days. It's like. I want to get the most out of my day and sometimes I feel like I let myself down if I have kind of a kind of a lackluster day or if I'm kind of falling asleep at the wheel like sometimes I'm just bored and uninspired and uh, that's kind of what I'm dealing with at the moment here so just to round out that thought basically I don't mention the society that I belong to by name because should I have a relapse or have some kind of scandal in my life that controversy could hurt the name of the organization, the society that I belong to. But if you're interested in sobriety, um, I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm an alcoholic. I belong to that social society. You can find uh, help. You can find an organization near you. Um, we're in the front of the phone book, starting with the letter A. Wink, wink. I guess we don't have phone books anymore. Or just check, look on your phone, look it up. And, uh, you know, there's hope. But like I said, you know, also at two years sober, man, like I'm just ingrateful at times. I'm just bored. Like, you know, like I'm fucking falling asleep here, you know. Um, you know, it's probably not the best way to begin a podcast, but like it's the truth. I've been going through some ups and downs, smiles and frowns. So, yeah, if you've been listening to my podcast, uh, as the aforementioned, I'm an actor, comedian, alcoholic, temporary laborer. I talk about those four things for the most part. And uh, I've just been coming over this little hump. I mean, two years sober. But, you know, and there's always a but when it comes to an alcoholic. Because that's one of our biggest problems is we're, we have resentments. And we have um, problems with ingratitude and problems with our ego and just like any other human being, really. But um, for the alcoholic, perhaps we feel it more so than others. It wears on us. At least those emotional problems uh, were definitely what fueled a lot of our drinking. But um, anyway, I'm on the heels of... a. Uh, depression. Yes, I am. I'm, uh, you know, as I mentioned on the podcast over the last month, um, I'd begun working a job where um, the plan was to bank as many hours as possible as a janitor. What, you want kids a janitor? Huh, what, just because I fucking mop a floor means I'm a dirty, no good, good for nothing? But yeah, I was a janitor, I was mopping floors, cleaning toilets, uh, taking out garbage, you know, shit like that. The plan was to do that, bank those hours, get that money, put it in to producing my own shows. And I'm grateful. I made a little bit of coin. I was able to pay off some bills, put some money towards some very important things in my life. And um, I still have a little bit socked away. But... As it is with most jobs, well, I can't even say that, but with most of the jobs I've worked as a temporary laborer, as a person trying to fulfill himself with his own thoughts and dreams and hopes and aspirations, like I'm trying to be a professional performer. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to walk in anybody else's footsteps. I'm trying to walk in my own. 
And when you do that, you run the risk of um, naysayers, haters, negativity, obstacles, roadblocks, gatekeepers, pedants, you know, bureaucracy. So this is the type of shit that I'm railing against on a day-to-day basis. And I thought it would be good enough for me just to show up to work and um, do my job, but apparently not. They harassed and harangued me and tried to play mental fucking games with me. And it's all just um, based on fear and anxiety. Nothing based in reality. Um, they just, blah, 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 Jonathan, uh, Jonathan this, Jonathan that, blah, 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 blah. And it just wore on me to the point in which I'm like, yo, this is unhealthy. I can't be in this environment. So I quit. And I went through a little bit of a depression. Because it's like, yo, I've been banging it out. I've been doing everything possible to further my career. And I've been trying to be respectful of others. And I would even go above saying trying. I was definitely being respectful of others. I took other people into consideration, my coworkers. I tried to make their lives better. I tried to think about the people around me. I, I try to live and let live, as my program teaches. Live and let live. The golden rule, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Jesus Christ himself lived by these words. I tried to live by those words, and it just wasn't enough. I felt imposed upon. I felt slighted at every turn. And it got to the point where I was just depressed, and I couldn't take the job anymore, and I quit. Then I kind of, you know, it's not as, a, it's not as serious as it sounds. Because, like, depression to, like, a person with stature that might sound disconcerting. You might find it disconcerting to be like, oh, wow, um, I'm depressed or I have depression. But when you're like a person like myself, when, um, you know, I came into this world alone, I'm probably going to go out alone. I was born a lonesome comic and I'm bound to die the same, but I got to feed that hunger in my soul. Like, I came into this world alone, I'm probably going to go out alone, and it ain't no fucking sweat off a duck's ass. Like, it's water off a fucking frog's ball sack. It's nothing. Like, depression is just a way of life to the person who has to fend for themselves. And really all that means is, things weren't going the way I wanted them to, and I was getting frustrated. And I was getting down on myself. And like I said, I was really pressing my fucking foot to the gas. I was... I have been doing everything possible to try to get myself up as a comic, as a performer, as an actor. You know, like I've been banging on the door of showbiz for fucking 18 years now. I did all the traditional methods. I started off in uh, theater school. I started off doing school performances, school plays, and then I went and I studied uh, theater arts, and I got a diploma. And I went to college, and I studied acting, and I... uh, you know, I, and then I went out there trying to get an agent, trying to go on auditions, doing independent film, independent theater. Started doing stand-up comedy, got a little bit of traction there, you know. Uh, was a middle act, a feature act, meaning I could hold down like a 20, 30-minute spot in a, in, at a professional venue in Edmonton, Alberta. And then, um, you know, as time went on, life problems arose and my alcoholism really kind of kicked into full gear. 
And I kind of burnt myself, you know. I really, I wasn't behaving very professionally. I was getting drunk and high on stage. And uh, my opportunities started to dwindle. And uh, that's my own fault. But, um, you know, I've made, uh, I've made amends and I've put my foot forward and took accountability and just kept marching on, as I always do, you know. I mean, that's what I do. I'm a performer and... Uh, that's just what I do. That's how I do it. Meaning, that's what I am. And, and yeah. So in regards to the depression, yeah, I was in a depression because it's like, you know, I had, I've had all these problems. I've tried so hard in life and here we go. I'm just at another junction in the road where it's like, Jesus, you know. Not like Jesus, but I exclaimed, Jesus. Like, you know, I even fell on, fuck, I, went, I even went on bended knee. I was praying left, right, and center. I even dropped to my knees during one shift. And I said, God, why have you forsaken me? And then I started laughing. Because, look, I'm, like, I'm just joking around, but it's like, I feel forsaken sometimes, you know? Dropped to my knees in the middle of a work day. Why have you forsaken me? Why have you trapped me amongst these dullards, these boneheads, these morons? Why am I suffering the tortures of the damned? Aren't I a, aren't I a good man? Fundamentally? Fundamentally. <laughs> Mentally being the key word. But like, aren't I fundamentally a good person? Aren't I a good performer? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? What do I gotta do? You know what I mean? Fuck. But you know, maybe mine's not to ask why. The truth is, it's magic. Not the career, but what we do. It's magic. And that's why we're trying to hold on to it. It's such a beautiful thing. There's that sense of magic. So it's like, truly magic. And can you define magic? I mean, I don't know. I think you'd be hard-pressed to. Magic is pretty indefinable. It's... um that illusionary quality that's uh, effervescent. A plume of magic, sparkles. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to hold on to. I'm trying to ride the lightning, you know? So, like, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to hold on to that magic because I love it and it's such a warm feeling. Like, um, just the true love of doing it. I was watching uh, some comedians, the various comedy specials on Netflix. And one of the most um, endearing things to me was I could watch them and be pretty objective. I mean, I'm not jealous and I don't see a hall of mirrors when I look at show business. You know, I saw like, you know, these beautifully filmed uh, funny, beautifully filmed uh, specials that, you know, various comedians have on Netflix. And I was looking at them. And one thing I realized was like, you know, it just, it, look how much fun they're having. Like, that's what I'm about. I'm about that magic, that love of the moment, you know, being in that environment, being the person on stage conducting that, being the person in the audience 
witnessing that, it's all a fucking love fest. Uh, yeah, just a love fest. It's magic. So yeah, that's why I do it. But I'm also th- I'm also questioning like, is it really why I'm doing it? You know what I mean? Like why? Like I don't have to do this. I don't have to. I mean, luckily, I'm still. In, in competition with myself. Like, I'm in a race with myself. It's a game of me. A game of you. I'm just playing a game of myself, right? And... I... I have the humility to know that. Not that you need humility to know that, but... I have humility. You know... I'm vastly more humble than I am egotistical. I have my ego. You know, if I feel disrespected or slighted, you know, I could put it into I could put it into perspective. I can handle it with humility, but I would lie. I would be a liar to say that it doesn't affect me. You know, there's 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 moments in your career as a performer or as anything when you got to take a big slice of humble pie and smile and grin and, you know, sock it down and wash it down with a glass of warm milk. Mmm, can I have another fucking helping of a humble pie? Mmm, Massa, this sure is some good huckleberry fucking uh, humble pie. Mmm, Lord. Give me a little slice of that humble pie there, miss. Yes, um. I did the laundry. Yes, um. And, like... Yo, like, it's a motherfucker, right? It's not, it's not something you want to eat fucking five times a week. <laughs> There's other delicacies in which to engage with, right? What about some of that fucking, uh, you know, groupie pussy? Give me, some fu- give me a slice of groupie pussy. What's with all this goddamn humble pie I gotta fucking choke down every goddamn night? But, like, uh, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing about being a performer is, you know, just taking your fucking lumps. Goddamn. Sorry, God. God, Shazam, have I not been taking my lumps for like the last 18 years? God, Shazam it, you know, busted my hump. And, um, you know, yesterday, um, I was just coming off the heels of my week-long depression. Drove down to the record store on a Thursday night. Call it impulsive, call it Conditioning, call it insane. But when I'm surrounded, I just can't stop. And now I'm lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. And now I'm lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. Brian Wilson. Bare Naked Ladies had a song, Brian Wilson, about, you know, the singer, songwriter, bass player from the Beach Boys, who somewhere in his career went through some sort of depression and was holed up in his bed for like, you know, weeks, months, years on end. Some kind of depression. Some kind of creative drought. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm on the heels of. As I mentioned depression before, it ain't no thing when you're like, you know, a person who has to deal with life without 
the safety blanket of, and I can't even call it the safety blanket, when you're a person who has to deal with life without the grace and gratitude of um, a family, loving friends and family, opportunity, financial security, when you're going at life, you know, at a peasant's salary, then, you know, it can be hard. And, you know, you, you don't have the reflection time to be like, oh, I'm depressed, and what does this mean? Like, I mean, what the fuck do you mean? What does it mean? It means that you're upset with the things that are going on and you got to figure something out quick because you're in a tailspin. Of course, you don't know it when you're in it. Or maybe you do. I mean, at least I did. I knew. I'm like, yeah, like I'm depressed because things aren't going the way I want. I've been working real hard. And, you know, I just got to take a, take a minute here and process this, process, process this. And I was holed up in bed, lying in bed, lying in bed, lying in bed like Brian Wilson did for like a week. I just, I was in bed depressed for a week watching Netflix, eating pasta, you know, just depressed. I just laid there in bed. I couldn't, you know, like I, I just, my brain was tired. My body was tired. Every time I was, every time I would wake up, I would just get like a headache and just roll over and go back to bed. Then I'd watch something on Netflix, try to drown out the pain. And then I'd just, you know, turn the other cheek, you know, the other butt cheek, roll onto the other butt cheek and then sleep for another six, seven hours. I was just sleeping and lying in bed. I would just lie in bed pondering. And then finally, on, off, off the heels of this depression, and like not to minimize or have a lack of empathy, like depression is something that I know people deal with. I mean, you know, I go through it, but not on any major level, thankfully. Maybe I'm not fully depressed. Maybe I'm not a fully depressive person. I obviously have my times with it when I'm not, you know, functioning the way I want to be, I get depressed, but um, I could totally see the pain of it. Like I was, I felt like I hurt, I was hurting. Like I literally felt hurt. Like I, I felt a, an emotional hurt. I was just so physically, mentally and emotionally drained from all the bullshit that I've been, you know, and I was not counting my blessings because you know what? I'm two years sober. I got this podcast, which I love, um, you know, uh, I got friends that are, um, I just got in contact with an old friend and some other friends in my life. Um, people are having children, which is such great news. They're, you know, I got a lot of friends that I can wish well, and they have things upcoming in their lives. And, you know, it's, there's a lot, there is happiness around me. There is the magic of what I do. I love what I do. I'm healthy. I got a home. You know, I had a bed to lie in. I mean, I remember being homeless. I was homeless. I lived in a men's shelter. I lived in a, I lived in a men's shelter in a room full of 15 other homeless men. I was drunk and high every fucking night. I was, on, I was on E in a men's shelter. That's the kind of fucking life I was living. I was 25 years old, drunk and high on E, living in a men's shelter, going to stand-up comedy open mics, you know, killing it. <clears throat> of course, I mean, come on, please. I'd go up there and I'd kill it, and then I'd retreat back to my little fucking men's shelter just to live another day of a, as a drunk alcoholic on the street. And uh, so, so much to be grateful for today. So there ain't no need for me to be lying in bed like Brian Wilson did. Like, it's just kind of stupid. And, uh, you know, I ain't going to beat myself up about it or criticize depression. 
but that's what it was and um, you know I'm just off the heels of that I got out of bed yesterday after being laid up holed up in bed for a fucking week of just depression contemplating you know I got up out of bed and I just I went for a walk I went for a four hour philosopher's walk I was just pondering I'm like yeah like Am I really, like, what am I doing? Like, I obviously love what I'm doing. It's like uh, Sheryl Crow says, if it makes you happy, can't be all that bad. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. If it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad? If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. If it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad? I'm just thinking about that. And yes, I do it for the love, like I said. The magic of performing the craft and also witnessing the craft. Seeing others give amazing performances. It's, I love... I love what I do. I'm a performer. And, you know, it's not about ego. I mean, that's another thing. I'm like, well, is this an ego thing? I remember when I was a year sober, I was walking down down the street in downtown Toronto. I was a year sober. And, um, you know, I saw uh, an American comedian, a very prominent American comedian. He, uh, he had a movie coming out. And uh, he had a poster of it. And it was just a close-up of his face and the title of the movie. And he had this look on his face. And I was just looking at his face. And, I'm, and I, was, I remember thinking, like, like, good for him. 100% good for him. Like, you, you, like, you know, I don't begrudge anybody. Good for him. But, like, that's not what I want. That's not what I'm about. Like, just, I mean, like, is that what I'm in this for? To one day get my face blown up on a fucking poster? And people can walk by and be like, oh, that's Jonathan Ramtram's face. Oh, my God. There's my face. Like, you know, like, the self-importance of one who performs for others. Sure, I perform for others, but... I'm really performing for myself. It makes me happy. That's why I do it. It's the craft of what I do. And uh, second to that, if people love it and enjoy it, which I hope they do, then yeah. But like, I'm not a trained dog for your approval. Not that you've, you know, asked me to, but that's just not what I am. I'm not a clapping seal. Or <gasps> Maybe one day they'll take my picture and blow it up in Times Square. Wow, then I'll be somebody. Like, no. And on my philosopher's walk, I was just like, you know, reminiscing. I'm like, oh, wow, I used to do stand-up comedy at this place. And it was a long walk. I walked around downtown Toronto. I was walking around, uh, you know, Dundas Square, Eaton Center, Queen Street West, Trinity Bellwoods Park. Um, Roncesvalles, Little Portugal, Chinatown, 
college, university, Toronto University campus, Young Street, Church and Wellesley. I was walking around, two feet in a heartbeat, contemplating. And I was thinking, you know, like, am I really back at where I began? It feels like I only go backwards, baby. Every part of me says go ahead. I got myself up again, oh no, not again. It feels like I only go backwards, darling. Am I going backwards? Am I at the same fucking place where I began? I'm thinking, Jesus, mother, blood clot, boomba clot. But then, like, this wave of something washed over me. A wave of something that has always been fleeting, I think, in my life. A wave of confidence surged over me. Like that, like that, like that magic. That, that, that feeling of Oh, that feeling of um, love and passion and acceptance and understanding and forthrightness and, you know, um, you know, I don't know, horniness, whatever. Like, it, it, all wa- it all, like, just washed over me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm confident. Like, I'm, I'm as funny as I've ever been. I'm funnier than I've ever been. And, you know, I compared it to a rock. Like a rock, a rock isn't more or less a rock. Isn't it just a rock? Like, forget the petty semantics. Is it more or less a rock? Well, it was a little bit eroded, so it's no longer quite the rock it used to be. Like, no, it's a rock. You dig? How are you with your archaeology, Mr. Indiana Jones? Like, it's a rock. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what, am I, what do I mean, like, am I more or less where I began? Like, no, like... I'm not more or less who I was or wasn't, like, I'm just myself, which is good enough and more confident and funnier than I've ever been. Still dealing with things on a day-to-day like everybody else, you know, everybody else gets up and deals with it. Some are more successful than others, and I'm the same person that I same person that, um, same artist that I've always been. I mean, I've changed and grown so much. I mean, seven years, sorry, uh, eight years living in Toronto, coming up 10 years as a stand-up comic, two years of sobriety, 
your body's chemistry apparently changes every seven years. So yeah, like I'm mentally and spiritually and physically a different person, but I'm the same person as when I began. The same twinkle-eyed, in love with the craft performer I've always been. I'm a fucking uh, drama geek. I was in the drama club for God's sakes. I remember the first time uh, I got outed. You know, I was reading the school newspaper, right? I'm like, ah, let me take a look at this stupid little news rag. Somebody made a, a fucking St. Francis Xavier High School, Edmonton, Alberta, newspaper club. I'm like, oh, okay, let me read this little news rag, see what it is, right? And it's like, the drama club. And they had like a list of all the people in the drama club. And my name came up, right? I was like, I never said I was in the drama club. I was all fucking pissed off and everything else. They, they fucking, they outed me. I'm not in the drama club. Just because I'm, I'm in all the fucking school plays doesn't mean I'm in the drama club. Whatever. I'm a drama geek. So what? I still like pussy. Trust me. There's plenty of women in my past. Jonathan's a pig. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, ask anyone. I love pussy. So, uh, and even if I liked cock, what do I care? Like I said, I'm not fucking playing a battle with anybody. I'm not, f I'm playing a game of me. You play a game of you. Like, whatever. Who am I fighting? <laughs> Here I am, trying to defend my sexuality for some reason, too. It never goes away, does it? I thought I was confident. Didn't I just say that to you? So anyways, yes, I'm very grateful to be who I am doing what I do, still in love with the process. And I don't know. Well, I do know. I mean, starting tomorrow, I'm going to get back on my diet. I fell off the rails there the last couple, the last week because of, you know, my depression. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was so depressed, but um, I was. So, um, you know, I ate like a pig, <laughs> stuffed myself, gorged myself. You know, and uh, I'm going to get up and uh, start eating better, taking care of myself better and uh, continuing to be what I've always been, more or less. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan James Ramtron, reporting live for duty on this magnificent November 13th, 2018. I got my shows in the works. Got the podcast. You could ask for anything more. I got sunshine. I got all this. You could ask for anything more. I got fucking uh, the heart of a sparrow, baby. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Send me up some questions, queries, or qualms. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Thank you very much for listening. Job less, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.